Hey, you're listening to The Weekly Bakay, hosted by Toby, Jasmine, and Sophie. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Weekly Bakay. This is Toby. This is Jasmine. And this is Sophie, and we're here on our March episode, um, giving a cute little update from last time that you y'all heard from us. Um, what's happening in my life? Nothing too crazy. Just um, school, which it's all. I feel like it's just going to be school for now on. But I have um, like a month until I'm done with my one L years. So right now I'm in go-go gadget mode. (laughs) Um, So yeah, just big money moves happening within the next couple of um, weeks. And next month, we'll have some more updates because I get to go see Toby and Jasmine in LA. So we'll have really fun updates coming soon. Yay. I know March has definitely been um, a slow month for me in quote. I do have some really great updates that I'm excited to share with you guys, but I'll probably wait till our April episode to solidify that. However, Soph did give a little hint to part of my update in April. So just stay tuned for that. But it's been really cool because I know in the last couple episodes this year, I've really emphasized how um, a lot of my growth and progress has been a lot of internal work. And I truthfully didn't know how powerful that was to where I'm at in my journey now until things started to come together the way that they have the last few weeks. So excited to give you guys more updates. So congrats to you on completing your first year um, or almost completing your first year. That's so crazy. I feel like time has gone by so fast, but yes, I, I was saying this in our group chat earlier um, with our, with the wives about how like spring is coming and the astrological new year is happening. And we are all on this really amazing rebirth together along with the earth so that's been really fun to see and yeah we'll give you guys more updates in April but that's me pretty much what about you Tobes yay yeah so March has been an insane month for me from start to finish we'll definitely have a big update for you all in April with a life change other than the super fun updates of like Sophie and Jasmine also being in town I'm giving my TEDx talk in a week, literally a week from today and in a couple hours, which is insane to think about. It's been like six months and counting in terms of the preparation. And just to think that it's all happening in a week is a bit surreal. But I mean, I'm super excited. I'm super thankful for all the support from everyone. And we're excited to talk about it a bit in the April episode, too, when it comes out on YouTube. But some of us will be in San Diego and... Yeah, family coming down, a lot of friends and things. And yeah, we're we're excited. It's going to be a cool time. Yay. Yes. We're bringing a flat Sophie with us. <laughs> yes. And Sophie can't be present because of school obligations. We will have flat Sophie present. <laughs> but someone else who is going to be joining us on the West Coast in just a week is our special guest. You may know him as TG Beam, the multi-hyphenate rapper, singer, producer, tech entrepreneur, but we also know him as my little brother. So please, everyone, welcome to the Weekly Vacay Podcast, TGB. Thank you for that amazing entry opening. (laughs) 
Yay, Tolu, we're so happy to have you here. And then Sophie will kick us off with the question. Oh my gosh, I feel like this is a little surreal moment. Like we've all kind of grew up with you. So, well not grew up, but I remember like when you were, when Toby was graduating from high school and we were at y'all's house for her party. Oh, I have wow. some crazy photos of all of us. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. They, they might have to come out. They might have to come out. Uh, 97 <laughs> soon. Shit. But now we have the special honor to have you on our podcast. So this is a super fun moment. Um, we've seen you progress and grow. So I'm so thankful that we've had the opportunity to have you on here and talk to you for a little bit. So TG Beam, you have to give our listeners what's the stats. We're going to give you some rapid fire questions. So first three questions. What are you cur- where are you currently based? What are you doing and where do you think you're headed? Yeah, so I'm currently based out of Durham, North Carolina because I attend school there. Um, I'm a senior studying computer science and neuroscience at Duke University. So wrapping that degree up right now, very excited to be moving on to a new stage in my life, but I will miss Duke because senior year has been a blast. Everything's been a blast apart from the COVID year, which was still more more or less like a fun year but not the most fun but whatever and where i'm headed um physically i'm going to la after i graduate um and i'll be working at meta um in their la office um for a year or so and yeah i really made the move primarily for music um if i wanted to i could have went to like new york or like seattle or like boston like everybody else but decided to switch it up um, from the traditional Duke path just so I could pursue what's really important to me. I like that. Did I miss anything or did I get it? No, you're already doing great. This is so stunning. So you talked a little bit about you're moving to LA primarily for music? Yeah. So give us like the rundown on your music journey. Yeah, so I started, oh man. I think I, I really started like making music when I was a freshman in high school alongside my friend Julian. Uh, we were in a rap duo. And yeah, I like did that throughout all of high school. And then we were both going to different colleges. So I was like, okay, like we could probably splinter off at this point. And then I started making music as TG Beam um, my freshman year of college. Okay, and so what, what made you what made you want to start writing and producing music? Um let's see. Hey guys, hi mom. Oh my god, oh my gosh. special <laughs> guest, special <laughs> guest star. Hi mom. I can't find it anymore. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> This was the best surprise ever. Oh my oh. god. Wow, we're introducing the entire Belay family to the weekly bakey. Oh my god, this is epic. We're inviting me. See, I'm not made up. I'm in the process of doing my hair. Oh mom, I just realized I accidentally sent you the link. <laughs> Bye, mom. Bye. Bye.
Oh man. This is amazing. Oh, and mom, you hit leave. <laughs> well, it was about time that the weekly vacay got to meet all of the Belay family. I mean, oh you guys God. have heard Tulo doing our um, intro music, and now you've met the matriarch. So, <laughs> minus our dad. Yeah. Yeah. He'll get his own episode because uh, we really want to hear his insight on pop culture rumors oh, and gossip later on this year. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah you guys will get to meet him too. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that was phenomenal. That was that was too good. I'm kind of very that has put me in the best mood possible. <laughs> um, okay, so um, so what made you want to start writing and producing music? Yeah, so honestly, I kind of just started writing music um, off a whim because I was like, oh, like this seems fun. Like I feel like I could do it pretty well, um, but like mainly it's just because. I like cool things, like whether that's like things that look cool or sound cool or just like are fun to do. And music was the one thing that I kind of grown up with, like just like listening to, like just like everybody else, like listening to and just like playing the piano and exploring with other instruments. And I really just, yeah, I came to it one day and I was like, you know what, like this will be fun to do. And I really started off more on the production side um, because I really hated my voice. Like, I did not like the way it sounded when I first started. Um, but also, I feel like that's something that everybody goes through. Like, when you talk on, like, the phone or something and hear your voice back, you're like, ew, that's gross. Um, then I realized I preferred the actual, like, songwriting and, like, freestyling aspects to actually producing music. So I kind of shifted away from that and went towards the more um, vocal performance side of things. So you talked a little bit about Julian, so your childhood friend, and you guys had a duo. So can you explain a little bit to us when the transition from Rage Gang to Beam Team to TG Beam, where you're at right now, began? Yeah, so we started off as Rage Gang Beam Team as, like, as freshmen in high school. And, like, that really just went throughout the entirety of high school. Like, we really just, like, played shows and stuff and just, like, made a song like every month or so and we're just like we were just like friends first like musicians second at that point but um yeah, heading off to college was like a nice transition phase because it allowed me to really like think as an individual and make music that was more so attuned to what I wanted to make not necessarily worrying about what another person wanted to make um because yeah like I like to have my individual time and space, but, um, you know, when you're in a group, it's difficult to, like, really be yourself. You're always kind of tied back to some other entity, so I was like, okay, like, college is time where you're supposed to, like, discover yourself or whatever. <laughs> like, That's what they say. <laughs> yeah, even though lots of people get lost, but the main point is really to just, like, figure out what you want to do. And to me, I was like, well, I want to make music and I want to make it by myself right now. So I'll just do that. Amazing. So how would you describe the TGB sound now that you're a solo artist? Um, honestly, if I were to describe it, I'd say it's 
it's really just pretty me. Like if you if you've met me, then you kind of understand the music that I make. Mm-hmm. Um, like the best, like it's kind of a weird way to describe it, but I met like some people this summer that I ended up rooming with for the summer, just like off Facebook Marketplace, because I had a whole housing situation that just fell apart um, really tragically. But one of my roommates, Heaven, like we got to know each other pretty well. He also made music. And he was like, you know what? Like your music is like very much so you. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, like, you're still a nigga deep down, but you have a really nice smile. And I was like, <laughs> um, I don't really get it, but like I kind of do get it. And that's kind of <laughs> how my music is. Like, it's very much so a reflection of who I am. So like some days you'll see me on it's like, oh, like, you know, he's feeling very like, you know, extroverted out and about. Like mm-hmm. he's on his rock star mode today. Like that's what he's really on. And then I'll make a song that's very much so like rock influenced, you know, more on the side of like Gene Dawson or maybe like taking in influences from like pop punk and like it just like makes sense but then other days like I could make a song that's very much so like lovey-dovey kind of like indie music girl just Mm -hmm. because that's like another side of my personality so I'd say my music is just really a reflection of myself like I'd say it's very multifaceted and not tied down to really one genre style or even like one aspect of vocal performance I just do whatever I feel like which sometimes could maybe create a problem with my like artist's identity but I really don't see that like I could see people being like oh like he doesn't really sound the same on every track which could be a turnoff but Mm -hmm. at the same time like I'm making this for myself so I'm hoping that the people that enjoy it find it and they have so that's not really been a concern of mine that I tend to be um, more eclectic in my sound choice yeah Agreed. I mean, we we love your music, and we've talked about your album in every single episode so far this year. So, you're you're doing amazing. Um, has anyone else inspired you musically, and can we find any of their influence in your like present day discography? Yeah. So I'd say people that have definitely influenced me. I'd say that whole 2016 rap like wave, like Louis Cardi and like Lil Yachty, Lil Uzi Vert. Um, even Kodak Black, like all those people I'd say had a pretty significant impact on not necessarily my sound per se, like not each one of those people could like have a direct um, tie back to my tone, like influence wise. But I'd say just in the go-getter nature of that whole like movement, that's really what gave me another push to continue making music just because mm-hmm. I like kind of was getting like bored from like making it originally just because I was like, I'm I like doing this, but there's just like something missing. But then when I saw those people that were ba- like basically just grassroots, like they just got on SoundCloud and started putting out music, like whether it was good or bad, there's like, you know, that, like we're gonna ball, we're just gonna put out whatever. And eventually found that success. That was kind of just like the new American dream. It's like, okay, if these guys can do it, then like, so can I. Like it's all you need right now is like really $200, like an audio interface and like a mic and you can literally be performing like sold out shows in a matter of years not even maybe like months yeah so that was where that was more so influence on like the work ethic side but I'd say like sound wise the biggest influence is definitely Kanye just because like he started this <laughs> like yeah. the really yeah. whole like movement of people just not having to rap about oh you know like 
I have like a gun, like I can shoot you, blah, 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 like bullshit like that. Like <laughs> that's really not me. Like I'm a more or less whitewashed kid that was like PWIs like his entire life. Like I grew up in the suburbs. I can't like rap about having a gun or like pulling up on somebody like by a drive by. Like that's just not me. And there's no need for me to like pretend to be that because there are thousands of other artists occupying that niche. Mm-hmm. And like artists like Kanye, like Kanye adjacent, or not, sorry, Kanye adjacent artists really just like paved the way for people that can just talk about non, like stuff that's actually relevant to them rather than what's popular at the current moment, which, yeah, he's definitely the biggest influence. Um, and stylistically, I don't really take a ton of influences um, stylistically. I'd say I take more so from genres themselves. So like definitely more pop leaning than rap. I'd say most of my influences have definitely been from like that 2004 like rock music wave. So like kind of like Green Day-esque stuff yes. is where yes. I don't necessarily get like cadences and stuff from them, but I'd say I try to carry like similar energy to some of those tracks. So just like very much like in your face, music is what inspires me the most. Cause I'm like, oh, like this gets you up and it gets you moving. Like even if it's a slower song, it's like mm-hmm. there's a rhythm to it that keeps you like vibrant and like up. So more so genres than individuals, I'd say, apart from Kanye. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so incredible to see your music translate into live shows, just seeing the energy of your audience, the way that you're able to engage with them. Like, it literally feels like a moment in history when when you're watching your shows. Um, So speaking of that, have you had a favorite show so far, you know, and what are some proud moments you've had? So up until this point? Um, hmm. A favorite show. Okay, I'd say one of my favorite shows I've had was actually back in the Rage Gang game team days. It was probably my first show. But we like were inside of this barn in like Bumfuck, Kansas. It was so <laughs> hot. Like there were a bunch of people I'd never seen in my life before. And me and my friend Julian were just like performing on like steps, like 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 a staircase leading up to like a high area of the barn and we were just like I did not have my glasses on I had those like acne sunglasses on the white ones that had like the oval ones or whatever yeah and I just could not see shit. they were so foggy I didn't have contacts at the time so I was just like well I can't even see these people but like let's just go for it and then I think we performed what song was it black buck first and everybody just like went into an uproar and i was just like what like i didn't even know this many people like knew this song not like not even to mention like the song but just like knew the lyrics to it so that was just kind of a cool experience to me because it was my first time really seeing people like listen like knowing that people listen to my music but also like seeing like the magnitude because back then like getting a thousand listens on a song like oh like yay like we got a thousand listens on the song but also it was just like there was no way for us to really like quantify a thousand mm-hmm. even if it's one person listening to it a thousand times or like a thousand people once 500 people two times whatever but going to that barn and seeing like 
maybe like 150 people just like shouting my lyrics back at me was like whoa like that's an intensely gratifying feeling and like yeah like it's narcissistic because it's like obviously you like I love seeing these people know my shit but at the same time it's like I mean I deserve it like like, so it's like there's no need for me to feel even remotely guilty about making good music and being happy that people like it all righty so thank you for talking to us about your favorite show i had no idea what you were going to answer for that question but it's fun that it's something from the early days so now that you didn't speak about that show how was it opening up for lil yachty last month so opening up for lil yachty was very fun um it was a very random occurrence like i met this girl named lily annenberg who like put me on um and then yeah um she put me in contact with this guy named drew frank who like started the whole concrete boys um i guess like brand slash label thing for lil yachty um so yeah things kind of just took off as soon as i found out about the show and then the day came around and yeah it was just really it was electric like i was with my friend max who was djing for me he's amazing um and i got to perform some of my favorite songs just like high energy songs as well as indie music which is a crowd favorite <laughs> but it was just it was kind of surreal it was like oh like this is the first time i'm like really opening for an artist that's not like it's not like through like a school affiliated event it's very much so just like you're getting picked for this because we like your music or like because you like know this person who likes your music so it was like a pretty rewarding experience honestly it felt like finally like i'm getting seen mm-hmm. on a different platform like i get to like perform for people that typically wouldn't come like they, they don't know me so like people like that went to durham like public high school or maybe people who like are just it's like poor people that have graduated from college already and just like in town for this show or like people that travel like a couple of hours to come see it's like i would have never really encountered those people otherwise unless they just like randomly came out to a show my choice or like by like just pure random probability so that was really an awesome experience for me to see that okay like people like still like my music even if they don't know me like that was just kind of like another test and it's like okay like people can still like sounds so corny but like get the vision without directly knowing me so like still hear it and be like okay this is i like this because it's like sonic good music Mm -hmm. which is what i enjoyed about the show yeah Yeah. that whole weekend was super fun i mean for those of you listening i had flown down there to support as creative director for this and then when i feel like the three standout moments were one when we got down to the venue early for sound check and we saw people already lined up outside for the show i was like okay all of this is starting to click it's like we're starting to reach that point well tgb is starting to reach that point where it's like you getting to perform for these shows where like ride or die like fans for artists show up and i'm just thinking about all the times that those of us on this podcast have been waiting outside for hours in the heat for artists to see people do that for a show where you're going to perform is crazy also like being in the sound pit and watching like girls scream over your brother is a really weird <laughs> experience like in the front row like you're so cute i was like what the fuck literally back up back up that part was crazy 
<laughs> and then just also seeing the support of your friends and like your friend group and just how many of them like came through in packs and even getting to like stand like when we were standing in the sound pit with your friends like Quinn and all these people who are so proud of you who are just like there like as your rider dies it's it's great to see that you have this like massive extended like family that just ride for you and your music um but speaking about your music what is your favorite song that you have ever written or produced It's probably my favorite song ever that I worked on. Like, anytime I work on a like, I don't think it's my best song by any metric, but that song bangs. Like, it's just very much so, I think it encompasses my energy best, better than most songs do, because it's just like a very nonsense song. Like, it's like we're really just out here. That, that song to me is like a Saturday. Dirty. <laughs> like, yeah. That, the energy that I get from that song, and that's kind of what I wanted to capture when I was making it. Just like pure stupidity. Nothing in that song really is supposed to make sense. It's just like it is a song, and if you like the way it sounds, who cares? You know, like I'm not, I'm not like immensely lyrical on that song for a reason. I'm not immensely lyrical on most of my songs just because like that's not who I am. Because um, not everything has to have a purpose. It's kind of the encompassing theme of my music as long as it sounds good and it's fun like what's the issue and that was really just the essence of that song like really nothing i really say in that song has any underlying meaning it's just very much so this is what it is and we're having fun so <laughs> get right or get left is really just the energy on that song i feel like i captured that very well and that's one of the first songs where i feel like from start to finish, I had a very clear vision of where I wanted the song to go, and it ended up like almost exactly how I wanted it to. So I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. Hey, that's so nice to hear, because I know that's definitely one that's a fan favorite from all of us here on this podcast. And then also, just the visualizer for that song goes crazy. Like, it's just Shout so Andrew, good. Andrew Janusha, that's my brother. <laughs> He honestly bodied it. Like, I love just reposting it on my story as much as I can because everyone needs to see that visualizer. Yeah. Alrighty. So we talked about it a bit here, especially like you opening up for Yadi and getting to perform some of those songs. But how would you describe your debut album overall? So I'd say it's... It's once again... A look into me but like a very more like a very focused look so that album was really pretty much my life from mid-july or like late july early august through november it's really just like the primary time that i was working on that album and I'd say I really didn't start like working, working on it until November. And then over winter break, I think it was, I, yeah, I think it was winter break. I was pretty much tirelessly working on it. Like I'd really only worked on it just because I was like, okay, like I need to capture all of these feelings before I lose them or like 
like in a few months just kind of like paid over them it was like oh like it was just a time of my life like whatever like, you know i wanted to get like as much like emotion out of myself as i could in that time before i forgot like the rawness and intensity of all the feelings i felt so it was definitely just like a microscopic lens into um a few months out of like the 21 years of my life mm-hmm that's a great way to describe it. I mean, even just being around, because that was around Christmas time when we were both in Kansas and you were up all night recording it down to bed. Is your brother still up? And it's like, yeah. Yeah, you about that. <laughs> it really was. Um, okay, so to cap things off, knowing that you just released your debut album, what should us fans and listeners expect from the next TG Beam album? Um, well, you shouldn't be expecting an album. Oh. <laughs> you will be disappointed. <laughs> the album's never coming. Uh, I'm definitely taking more time to work on my my whole identity, just because I feel like it was great to put out that album, but also I feel like I'm still suffering from the fact that like it hasn't really been yet which is my issue like it's still been heard in like my circles and like slightly extended circles like friends of friends of friends I'd say maybe like three or four degrees of separation but like I still feel like there's a lot of work that needs to be done in getting heard but I'd say that I want to be at a stage that when I am heard that people can clearly identify that this is TVB like in all aspects of it so like visually sonically um, just like as a character itself, like understand me rather than just like put out works consistently and then not really have um, a clear image until like my seventh album, which would just be kind of embarrassing. And I, that's something that lots of artists struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say look forward to a more owned version of myself. Mm-hmm. I feel like in my music, like I do try to reflect myself as much as I can, but um, I'd say right now, people, if they were to listen to all of my music, they'd only know maybe like 10% of me. So what I need to do is just, what I have been doing is, you know, finding a way to put myself into every aspect of my art. So somebody can look at something and just instantly like get me. Because right now, if somebody's a fan of my music, then they're a fan of like strictly my music, but I want people to be fans of me holistically rather than just a certain aspect of me. Mm-hmm. So really just working on figuring myself out <laughs> really while still making music is what I'm doing right now. But mm-hmm. definitely a few singles are on the way and working on my visual presence online as well, whether that's videos or just posts or really just an all-around aesthetic. Um, I'm just working on making that be seen because I have a very clear idea of who I am, but it's kind of hard to reflect that sometimes, you know, post because I wear like a bunch of random shit that I like, but I just don't take like cool pictures for it. I like, really just have like an identity carved out for myself yet. So just carefully curating and crafting that is kind of mm-hmm. what my key, my key goals are right now, but musically, definitely a few singles on the way. Yeah. I mean, that's exciting to hear. And I mean, we'll all be here to support you on the way. And I feel like also you moving out to LA and knowing that you already have a community here of people who all want to 
grow you and help you, I feel like we're going to have a lot of opportunity to really tap into this who is TGB identity and also be around a bunch of creators, a plethora of them who can really help you take off. So we're excited. And on the topic of music, something that we never fail to include in this podcast, TG Beam, before we let you go, we have to ask you what is on your weekly playlist, what's on your rotation, song, podcast, anything-wise, artist-wise. Let's see. So, um, my friend Abel, um, he goes by Masho, M-A-A-S-H-O, recently put out a song called I Got It, which is doing pretty well on like, Apple Music and Spotify. That's something that I've been listening to pretty extensively recently. Not just like because he's my friend, but also because I'm really fucking like the song. Um, I've been listening to quite a bit of Yeet, if you guys have heard of Yeet. Um, he is probably one of the first artists I've been really excited for in a while. Um, just because he has a very like concrete aesthetic. Like everything about him is very much so like, yeah, he, he knows exactly who he is which is, some, is something a lot of art, artists struggle with. So I listen to his music a ton. Like he put out a new album, To Alive, that is actually really good. So I've been listening to a lot of him recently. Um, Gene Dawson is also another artist that I've been listening to a lot more recently. Um, who else? Still a bit of Green Day. Uh, Ken Carson, Kanye. And listening to those Donda 2 snippets, or not snippets, but like stem player leaks on SoundCloud a ton. And Homicide Gang, which are newly signed OPM affiliates, are some people I've been listening to quite a bit. But yeah, like I've been getting a little bored with music recently, so I've been going on just like shuffle and like discovering new music so I can like feel something from my music again. But yeah. There should be exciting releases on the on the radar, but right now it's a bit it's a bit stagnant. Like mm-hmm. it's really the only truly exciting new act that I found. Mm-hmm. No, did well. I mean, you've spoken very highly of Veet in the past and everything, so I guess now is our time to really tap into him. As you said, it's it's a bit dry out here in the rap and hip hop world right now. You do have a point, but yeah, I guess Sophie, what have you been listening to? Run like a marathon face off of it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so intense. Um, but yeah, that's why I've been listening to 
Just Supreme Court cases and your thoughts. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not listening to my thoughts. Disney, <laughs> oh, yes. Those are off limits. No. Doesn't even have time for her thoughts. <laughs> Yo, I am amped for Sophie to be a lawyer. Like, <laughs> this, like every like group needs a lawyer. Yes. Absolutely. I know we need, we need some like, settlements. Yeah. <laughs> I know we need a Sophie is my lawyer shirt. So, yeah. <laughs> Get it tatted like Pete. Oh, yes. <laughs> Our girl is a lawyer. It's okay. So honestly, my weekly playlist this month has been pretty boring too. With, with just like how much I, all the moving parts that I'll be sharing with you guys in next month's episode, my brain like, it's either, it's either silent and I can't hear anything or I've been listening to the same two songs. And I've actually like reverted back to albums that I've listened to previously and I've probably mentioned here on the podcast. So uh, for like more upbeat, like keep getting myself motivated and going through, throughout the day, I've been listening to Chromatica a lot again, but especially um, Sour Candy with Blackpink. Like, oh, like, I don't know. I, the, I actually like did a whole dance routine to it. Like I was just like, you're kidding. <laughs> Oh, don't get me started. 
<laughs> so I'm like, we're definitely doing a routine in April. Hell yeah. Wait, what was the song that we did it that we did a routine to on your 22nd birthday? Oh. It, it, it's something on that vein. It has to be something on that vein, but I can't oh. remember. Because I remember how hard that was for me. <laughs> so it was really like, just count. Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> Sophie's out here like, Miss Moore, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> oh, don't ever say that. Yeah, no, no free plug. Sorry. <laughs> None of that. None of that. I can't. Um, yes, we, there will be an upcoming dance routine to Sour Candy by Lady Gaga and... Blackpink, so stay tuned, everyone. Oh, well, I love that, and I'm so down. But, yeah, in terms of it, I've been listening to. So, Charlie XCX dropped her album on Friday, and it... Yes, gas! Oh, my gosh, yes. How have we not texted about this? And I knew Sophie was busy, but Tola, I didn't even know you had listened to it. I haven't. I said I heard it was gas. Oh, yeah, no, it really is. And honestly, like, I have to say, I was a bit skeptical coming into this album just because... She's like, okay, I'm done with hyper pop. I want to do super like 80s and 90s inspired music, which is like, oh yeah, love that. It's cool. But it's like, I love it when I hear from Bleachers. But when it was like, I was like, okay, what are we going to get from Charlie? Just because she like literally mothered hyper pop. And then she got bored of it because everyone came and overdid it. So I was like, respect. But it's like also like songs like Unlock It and like Click and all this stuff. It's like, those are literally phenomenal so it's like what is this album gonna be i do not even know how to describe what she did but she did it she did it crash is phenomenal it has to be one of her best albums and it's one of those albums that sonically everything just makes sense from start to finish all this like the singles don't overpower the entire album, they just kind of fit in. The sound, everything makes sense. Like, A.G. Cook, all the different producers who were on it bodied it. My favorite song off of it is one of the more low-key ones. It's called Move Me. You know, Charlie does these, like, crazy-ass, like, breakdowns of beats, like, towards the ends of songs that I will listen to on repeat for, like, six years. Move Me is that song. If you're going to listen to anything, if you have even two minutes anyone like in between packing <laughs> two minutes in between packing in between studying in between supreme court cases listen to this song i guarantee you just bodied i was like whoa okay this concert is about to be insane but that's what i've been listening to <laughs> i'm putting my hand in my queue right now please it's it's a low-key one but when you get to that bridge it makes everything worth it i think actually jasmine you will like that song lyrically a lot <laughs> Can I say, um, um, so, <laughs> gonna, be gonna be in the background like something like the way you <laughs> Tolu out of this dance routines. 
me and Tolu would be dancing in our house. Like we literally had routines, everything. But the thing with me and Tolu is it wouldn't be routines. It would be specific dance moves that he would like invent. But I remember there was one to shake it um to shake it off for Taylor Swift. Where he had you know the move, Tolu was like one, two, three, one, two, three, and he would jump. Yes. 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 In the yes. kitchen. My parents, my dad would be like, stop jumping. Oh wow. <laughs> Too bad. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so all of us over here, dancers, we're talking Academy Award winning. Um, <laughs> but us. what? Sign us. Yeah, sign us. Represent us ASAP. But guys, this has been such a fun episode. So we want to thank you all so much for listening. But most importantly, we have to thank our guest, TG Beam. Right. So make sure to follow us and listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor. Everything. Yeah, yeah you guys know the drill. Um, definitely te- check out TG Beam's debut album. You can hear it on all platforms streaming now. And yeah, stay tuned for next month, you guys. We have lots of really exciting updates and life events and so much to share with you it's uh, we are only we're not even four months into the year yet and so much has been happening and we just cannot wait to tell you all about it yay can't wait to hear from all of you in april stay tuned for everything from tedx to concerts to moves you're gonna hear it here first (laughs) bye I'm Sophie. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Toby. And you've been listening to The The Weekly Weekly Bay Bay K. K.